welcome to the latest episode of Shortbox Summary. I'm your host, George, and we are back for another special episode where we take a look at the movies that shaped the early 2000s, brought to you by Marvel Studios. Without further ado, let's jump into our guest. Uh, returning, probably the most familiar voice to people who are listening, we've got Fabio. Oh, hey. I didn't think that was hey, me. Welcome. welcome back. Yeah, you're, you're, you're on a movie one for once. You're not, uh, I'm not making you read random obscure comics from 2005. Yeah. Yeah, finally. I'm fucking sick finally. of reading. <laughs> also back for the movies we've got marty marty how you doing george i'm doing excellent i'm excited oh. to talk about this film that it has no one problematic involved in it whatsoever <laughs> it's weird to have like a, a complete win in a movie you know it doesn't happen very often but this one is just an unbridled unadulterated complete w of a film also returning from our previous film podcast, we got Aaron. Aaron's got a better mic and a slightly less annoying fire alarm. Aaron, how's it going? How are you? <laughs> and uh, joining us, uh, making their debut on Shore Fox Summary, we've got Kyle. Kyle, how's it going? Wow. <laughs> this is an audio podcast. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> out of the house for two minutes and you just you just That's lose it. it. We just got Kyle gone wild, just dropping tips, <laughs> dropping yeah. tips and nips everywhere he can. Sorry, just had a little bit of whiskey. Um, hey, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Thanks for being here. Uh, tits, so- tits and nips. Yeah, I mean, sometimes, like, I was thinking, like, under boob. Like, he could have stopped at the under boob, but he kept going to full full nip. I just feel like he can't have one of those. pasties. Do you feel like you've seen a boob if you haven't seen nip? I haven't seen a boob, George, so... I oh, know. well, I'm sorry to put so, you on the spot like that. Yeah, that's kind of rough. <laughs> kind of rough. <laughs> Got safe mode turned on on his internet browser. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, researching comic books must be hard for you. It's not great. Boob. Not great. Lots of boobs. <laughs> All right, let's jump. Let's jump into the movie. We are talking X Men. X Men released July fourteenth, the year two thousand. It was directed by Brian Singer. Let's just get out of. Let's just get it out of the way. Brian Singer, not a good guy. No, he's a, he's like a, a confirmed sex pest by several people. <laughs> That's what yeah. it is legally. Yeah, from what I've heard. Yeah. Yeah. Sex yeah. Pest. So. Uh, he's directed some good movies, and uh, it's unfortunate. Some great movies. That, uh, yeah, some yeah, great movies. A, yeah, yeah. Usual Suspects is like an all-time oh, moment. Yeah. So it's a it's an unfortunate situation. We can't really avoid it. Uh, we didn't know he was a bad guy back then. We know he's a bad guy now, and it's it's tough to talk about art retroactively when you find out things that uh, unsavory people have done. And uh, that's all we got to say about it. He's a bad person. Don't be like Brian Singer. And uh, that's the last mention of him. We're gonna we're gonna move on with the podcast. Well, Kyle, Kyle you said beforehand that before we started recording that you want to defend him. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, so I have a. <laughs> there's always yeah, got... two sides to every story. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I could take the floor for a few minutes. <laughs> um, no, I'm I'm good. I uh, I have my own <laughs> podcast. It's like a mini series dedicated to that. So um, if you guys want to tune into that later, that'd be great. Otherwise, yeah. we can just focus on uh, mostly, I guess, just the story of X Men and uh, avoid using that man's name. Yeah. Okay. Right. Sorry, I don't want to take uh, anyway any royalties for your new Apple Plus show. That's, 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 <laughs> it's on Breitbart. 
with what's what's her name show who got fired from the Mandalorian. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Kyle and Gina Carano yeah. get to the yeah. bottom. Yeah, <laughs> of the Brian Singer scandal. Um, all right, so X Men debuted July fourteenth, two thousand. It premiered at number one. It made twenty point seven million its opening day. Mm-hmm. Uh, it bumped Scary Movie, which was a previous number one, down to number two. Perfect Storm to number three. Disney's The Kid to number four, and Mel Gibson's The Patriot to number five. Wow. Another movie with with no one problematic involved. No <laughs> problematic. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. But uh, yeah, wait, it didn't. Perfect Storm. Perfect Storm had Mark Wahlberg, right? Again. Just batting Woof. a thousand. Everything's fine. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Pokemon the movie 2000 came out the following week, and that movie's... Yeah. Different. Yeah. Okay, so it was only number one for a week. Yeah. And then What Lies Beneath came out, and Pokemon the movie 2000 came out. Can you imagine a world where a big superhero movie comes out and is only number one for a week now? Literally no. Yeah. Except yeah. for wow. the Eternals, probably. <laughs> womp <Yeah>. womp. Okay. <laughs> uh, I saw... This was a good ass. I saw literally every single movie that you mentioned opening weekend. They came out like this. You was saw the kid. Was, fucking, I was going to movies. I was going to movies with friends. I was going to movies by myself. I was going to movies with my mom. The kid was a mom date one. I didn't That's date. I didn't, it wasn't a date. It was just yeah. Like, yeah, yeah I was, went yeah. to the movies with my mom. She paid for popcorn. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> it's only a date if I pay for popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing happened after. It's fine. <laughs> we went home together. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. Your mom seems like a lovely person. I don't she's mean great. to put her on blast like this. She's great. Yeah. No, uh, she's, yeah. She's dating other people. It's fine. It's fine. I. <laughs> I saw The Patriot, I saw a scary movie, I saw Perfect Storm. I actually don't think I saw X-Men in theaters. I think, uh, so where I was, it was July 11th was my birthday. So three days before this movie came out, I think it was a Wednesday. And I fought and begged to go up to the movie theater, and all I wanted to see was scary movie, because I was obsessed with horror movies when I was 10 years old. And so that was like my, okay, George, you can go see one movie this week. What do you want it to be for your birthday? And I I went with scary movie, and so I I missed X-Men in theaters. You went with your, you went, you didn't get, vote with your heart. You voted with, no. your, with your nether regions. Yeah. What? Yeah, it was like, a scary movie was like kind of, yeah, it was like sexually explicit. Yeah, it was. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Anna, Anna Ferris, right? Regina King. Yeah. Was Regina King in that movie? Yep. No, she no, was in Scream, Regina, Scream 2. Am I thinking Scream 2? Was Regina King in that one? Are we talking about Scream or Scary Movie? What's happening? Yes, uh, well, I think I'm confusing Scary Movie with Scream, the movie. <laughs> perfectly <laughs> made <fun. laughs> Regina Hall. Regina Hall. Okay. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, I don't think and there's she any. The theme stealer. She was great. Were there boobies in Scary Movie, or just a, a couple? Was, of wasn't there a scene dicks? where a dude, definitely, definitely a dude comes so much? Yeah. That girl is like slammed under the ceiling. There's cum yeah, everywhere. Right. It's a yes. murder, I believe. Yeah, that was. Um... <laughs> it's a murder of cum. That's what it's called yeah. when there's that much. Cum. <laughs> was that Tori Spelling who got nut up to the ceiling? I, I think it might have been Tori Spelling. That's yeah. so yeah. fucking was... disrespectful. Like, uh, goddamn. Do you know who her father is? <laughs> Hollywood producer Aaron Spelling. Oh, I know oh, that guy. No, <laughs> I thought it was Anna Ferris, wasn't it? Wasn't Anna Ferris the the Neve Campbell role in? I I think so. It's literally the only thing I remember about Scary Movie, except for like. Same. <laughs> yep. I don't remember <laughs> why, but there was a line in I don't know if it was Scary Movie one or two, 
but there was a line and i can't remember his name it's the guy with the small hand i can't remember that comedian's name yeah chris elliott that's chris elliott, elliott. Yeah. she the, a girl goes to give him a blowjob and he says no thanks i could take care of it myself and, <laughs> and that is the only fucking thing that stood in my mind forever i think it was just like a lot of questioning of like is this possible chris elliott, chris elliott. <laughs> there, was Excellent. Of, there was a lot of talk about you know self-fellatio back then with marilyn manson and it was an yeah. interesting topic you know yeah yeah, yeah also as like a 12 year old i'm like could it be done yeah <laughs> could, but, but could it be done it's an important question <laughs> will farrell had a great sketch on that when he was the yoga dude and finally got it in his yoga class. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that? That was really good. The whole class. Yeah, can you teach us how he does that? <laughs> uh, let's let's start going around. Uh, Kyle, where were you July 14th, 2000 when the movie X-Men came out? Um, I was on a road trip with my dad. We were in Eugene, um, Oregon, Washington. Oregon. Probably doesn't matter. Okay, we were in Oregon. Um, and we went and saw uh, X-Men in theaters. And it was uh, very exciting. Since I feel like at the time, there's not really any like other superhero movies to compare this to, except for maybe like the Batman ones were really prominent. Um, and what else? Like Blade. Like that's why that's why yeah, that's why we're starting that's why we're starting yeah. here. People yeah. didn't even know Blade was a superhero movie. I mean yeah. well, comic book fans knew, but other than that, most people yeah. just thought, Hey, it's a black vampire movie. Let's check this shit out. <laughs> Brian um, Singer didn't even know oh sorry, we're not supposed to mention his name. The unmentionable person. <laughs> um he didn't he's even know what X Men he's just a just a rapist. <laughs> a bastard man. <laughs> <laughs> don't say his name that many times something bad will happen um he uh he also didn't know what the fuck x-men was apparently which is hilarious like he had no idea until they like shoved this script in front of him so uh, nobody well, knew well, what x-men was i guess the bastard man did okay with it um <laughs> but what yeah, a competent anyway, was... piece of shit yeah <laughs> Uh, yeah, I grew up with uh, with the comics and obviously with the animated TV series on Fox. Um, so yeah. I was uh, probably like 14 at the time. Um, great age for a <laughs> gritty, quote unquote, um, grown up version of X-Men to make its way onto the big screen. So I had a I had a fucking blast seeing with my dad. Awesome. Aaron, where were you? Well, let's see. <laughs> pulls out a fucking calendar this was still from the year 2000 it's the same thing in 2000 <laughs> I was drunk working crazy hours and partying really really hard and so um, we lived for movies and I looked forward to a movie night period and so I definitely was in the theater I had been waiting for X-Men forever like um, I remember watching X like uh, Spider-Man and his amazing friends that cartoon would come on back in the 80s they had a brief moment, a brief episode where Starfire and Iceman go back to the uh, to 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 meet up with the X Men, and that was like the first time I'd seen like Wolverine and Storm and all these characters, um, you know, animated. And I was like, "Those are X Men, what?" And then that's when my brother was like, "Oh yeah, here are the books," and I got started in the X Men from back then. But I, all we'd been doing was was praying and waiting for an X-Men movie. Who would they cast as Wolverine? Everyone was thinking Mel Gibson or somebody. So it was funny. We would do all the different, um, the wizard, the wizard uh, issue that had all the 
the casting ideas for the X-Men movie. We were like, that's cool, that's perfect, that's cool, that person sucks, what are they thinking? (laughs) (laughs) We always had our own in our mind. And so to see it actually on the big screen finally, I was super, super stoked. Yeah, I couldn't wait for it. I'm so glad you brought that up because that's actually something I had completely forgotten about until Kyle mentioned it in our little group chat. Kyle, you got some notes on the uh, the original X-Men casting you want to put out there? <laughs> I have uh, <laughs> I don't have strong feelings on too many of those choices, yep. um, except for one that I am like completely in favor of that I, uh, I would have loved to see. It would have been a completely different movie, but... Um, uh, what was their choice for Magneto? Magneto, Magneto was, was Rutger, Rutger Hauer. Rutger right. Hauer. That was, and that was, that was our favorite, too. We were like, that's yeah. the guy. All right. Um, let, me, let me run through the list really quickly. Professor right. X, Patrick Stewart. Nailed it. <laughs> Bishop, yeah. Michael Dorn. Yeah. Colossus, Dolph Lundgren. He was hitting everything out the park. Yeah. yeah. Colossus, Dolph Lundgren. Because he played a Russian to perfection in Rocky Four, so that makes sense. Yep. Cyclops, Michael Bean, which I actually really like. That yep. would have been great, too. Very cool. Uh, Storm was Iman. That was the pick for us. We was like, I also hey, saw that, that there was... That, that and the Professor X choice were like, there's no way they could choose anyone else. I saw that they were considering Angela Bassett for Storm, and I would have fucking loved I would have loved that, too. She's incredible. Yeah. But, yeah. Let's see. Jean Grey was uh, Nicole Kidman. Ooh. Soft pass. Gambit. Gambit was Jean-Claude Van Damme. Fucking insane. <laughs> Cyclock was Tia Carreri. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Cable was Clint Eastwood. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> Sabretooth was Clancy Brown. Hell yeah. Fucking yes. love Clancy Brown. That would have been great, actually. Especially because 95, like, uh, Shawshank Redemption was 94, so this was, like, Clancy Brown in Shawshank, basically, so. Yeah. I I think he could have done it back then. He could probably do it now. Super old and gray and bearded. Um, Emma Frost was Rebecca de Mornay. Boo. Okay. (laughs) Soft boo. (laughs) (laughs) Juggernaut was uh, the wrestler Vader. That was the one. Big Bam Vader. Oh, that would have been so lit. (laughs) <laughs> my personal I... <laughs> favorite my personal favorite besides Rucker Hauer, which I think is like the right answer, uh Wolverine was Glenn Danzig. Oh man. No. <laughs> yes. Also still yes. cast him yes. as Wolverine. Yes. I think you should cast yeah. him as Wolverine. Yeah, the multiverse. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> multiverse. <laughs> Alright, so uh really quickly, in two thousand one, Wizard Magazine, the people who just did that movie casting, did another movie casting for Ultimate X-Men, which was like basically imagining if the Marvel universe started in the year 2000, as opposed to the 1960s. So it was all about the digital age as opposed to the atomic age. And uh, their impression, the re- it was a giant two page spread and their whole premise was like, yeah, the comic kids, they seem like they, they like they mentioned TRL a lot. So let's just go with that as a theme. Jeez. So they cast Carson Daly as Cyclops. Mm-hmm. Fuck. <laughs> Mark McGrath as Wolverine. The lead, wow. singer, the lead singer of Sugar Ray. <laughs> Also, Mark McGrath, fun fact, is a literal genius. I think I brought this up before to people. But he's he, like a Mensa. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like an actual like IQ level genius. He was on Celebrity Jeopardy. He was just absolutely destroying. He should have hosted Jeopardy. Get yeah. Jennings out of there. 
Get Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. <laughs> get... <laughs> I'm sure Mark McGrath has his vaccination. Probably not. I mean, he Wait, looks oh. like he's had a lot of needles in him. That's not a drug joke. That's a that's a plastic surgery joke. Who's Mark McGrath? Lead singer of Sugar Ray. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember him now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He also just hosts. He, I don't know. He's just famous now. I don't know what he does. He just seems like he has a serious serious XM radio show. I thought you were gonna say a series, he's like a serious drama on HBO. <laughs> <laughs> His son dies, and he spends the year trying to find the killer. Yeah, he's he plays the host of Inside the Actors Studio. Um, <laughs> let's see, Limp Biscuit is Beast. Wait, Fred no. Durst? The Fred band? Durst. <laughs> Fred Durst, but they, okay. they said Limp Biscuit, so I don't know if they knew that Limp Biscuit and Fred Durst were were two separate entities. Like Wait, if that was, was Limp was Biscuit's the... like a package deal. Was the thesis of the article we're gonna pull people who are on TRL, or were yeah, they allowed to the, choose people who weren't? No, they only pull people from TRL because their okay. logic was both the X Men in the comics like TRL because they've referenced it. Gotcha. And also, it's gonna be young, hot, like glamour celebrities because that was like the style of the comic was everyone was like beautiful and sexy and like yeah. cover of People magazine. So Storm yeah. must have been Beyonce. Absolutely, one hundred percent. That's exactly who it was. <laughs> <laughs> was, uh, was Professor X Nelly? No, they actually didn't. <laughs> he was Nelly's disability. Didn't, he had that didn't cast. <laughs> <laughs> not, not Moby. <laughs> uh, really quick, Pink as Marvel Girl slash Phoenix, and Nick Lachey as Colossus. God, weird. I like the 95 casting a little bit more, um, but that's, I think that's all of our notes. And oof, I forgot, sorry, Fabio, where were you in uh, when this movie came out? Did you see it in theaters? Lord, if I know. No, I wasn't allowed to watch PG-13 movies yet. Gotcha. I was, that was banned in my household. So I didn't see this till like years down the road. I think the first one I saw in theaters was X3 and I was so disappointed. I'm like, this is what I, this is why I waited all this time for. X Men, more like piece of shit, man. Am I right? That that movie was crushed. Garbage. It. I'm like, crushed I'm still it. angry about X three. All right, so quick summary: the movie Mankind fears the rise of mutants, a new subspecies of humans with incredible power. Charles Xavier wants to live in a world where mutants and humans coexist peacefully, while Magneto believes mutants should take their place as the most powerful species on Earth. Caught in the middle of these two ideologies are mutants Wolverine and Rogue, trying their best to stop Magneto's plan to transform the world's leaders into mutants. Was that your summary or like a Wikipedia summary? Because that was that really was my nice. summary. That was my summary. Oh, that was great. That's like what the movie's about. <laughs> yeah, thanks, man. <laughs> That's like an actual summary. And so- I loved it. <laughs> All right, so we revisited this movie. What'd you guys think going back to this movie for the first time? And I don't know how long it had been since any of you watched it, but how does it feel watching it with the with fresh eyes? Let's uh, let's start with you, Marty. Uh, it had, it had been a while. Um, I don't think, I, I think the last time I did a full rewatch of the X-Men movies, including this one was, uh, leading up to days of future past. So 10 years, was it 10 years ago? Probably ish. Feels, feels right now. Yeah. Um, uh, I think a lot of the movie holds up pretty well. I think, uh, the, the, for the leads, I think there's just incredible casting. Um, obviously the foresight to, to cast Patrick Stewart, E. McKellen and, uh, uh, Hugh Jackman was was incredible, and I th- feel like those three guys have defined those roles. And despite the fact that they've been able to sort of 
wiggle around it with the the Professor X and Magneto characters in, in time travel stuff. Um, it's going to be really hard for the MCU to cast someone who who can sort of step into those shoes of uh, Hugh Jackman. But yeah, I thought the movie was fun. Um, I liked that it was an hour and 40 minutes. That was something I forgot. Like, I kind of miss oh. movies being yeah. just in and out of my life right away. Um, <laughs> High and tight, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely some, like, eye-rolling scenes for me. But uh, yeah, overall, I thought it was a, a nice rewatch. Awesome. Aaron, what'd you think? I, uh, I liked it when it first came out, but of course, when it first came out to me, I was disappointed with a lot of things. Um, not, not with what they had actually done more of the things they left out. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not, I didn't, I wasn't a fan of all the muted colors and whatnot. You know, I'm like, well, this is a comic book movie. You know what I mean? We already are going for the ride that this dude can pick up a car or a bunch of cars with his mind. What's wrong with his suit being red? Why does it got to be, you know, blood burgundy or whatever? Yeah. You know, give me my bright favorite colors. Give me everything I want, you know. Also, I wasn't a fan of um, Ian McKellen when they chose him. That's what, that's the guy's name, right? Who played Magneto? Yeah, it's Magneto. Yeah. Sir yeah. Ian McKellen. Like, I was like, hey. <laughs> I, I, like, me personally, I would have preferred um, Jeremy Irons because he had just done once uh, the, the Die Hard movie not too long before that. Yeah, that's you right. Know what I mean? uh, and I'm Avengers, like, you know, yeah. at least he's not geriatric like this Magneto we got going on. But at the same time, the guy grew on me. And I still, when I went back to rewatch it, I liked it even more. So. I really, really like that movie, and I forgot that I that was one of when I when it came out on DVD, I bought it right away, and like I didn't even have a DVD player at the time, so I bought a DVD player and it, <laughs> and uh, I burned a hole through it. I forgot how much I had watched that movie and how much I really did like it. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it had been a long time since I had seen it, but I was happy to see it again. And um, yeah, like I said, I liked it uh, so much more this time that it set me on a streak of watching all of them. I was like, okay, well now let's see the next one. Maybe the others are better than I thought they were in my mind. And a lot of them were better than what it was, than what I thought they were. But I really like this movie a lot. Awesome. Uh, Kyle, how about you? Um, yeah, enjoyed it when it came out and it is surprisingly competent now. Um, with like a few things that don't work in its favor. Aaron, you just mentioned like the very like blue and gray color yeah. palette gets used a lot um kind of that effort to try and like ground it a little bit in realism but also having these like fantastical things going on the uh the like wire work for the fight scenes is so floaty at times yeah, it looks yeah. so strange <laughs> but um yeah it didn't uh, didn't take away my enjoyment of the movie which might be biased just because again like it came out at such like a uh, the right time for me to just like latch onto it but uh yeah, uh, fucking solid overall. Also, yeah. by the way, anything with a bunch of wires and super floaty, I'm into. Just growing up watching all those amazing kung fu movies, like Wushu movies, like yeah. flying all the way across. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I get it. 
<laughs> yeah, the uh, the the costume thing is one of those things that absolutely stood out to me because like there's no personality on them whatsoever. None. Um, and yeah. it's they even make that jab, you know, the joke about what did you expect, yellow spandex? And that kind of um, pissed me off. I'm like, yeah. why are you making that jab? Yeah. We love those think, things. That's what we think for. <laughs> I think also one of the uh, one of the things we we don't appreciate enough about the modern MCU, like you can have a thousand gripes with it, is they've kind of nailed how to create a costume that feels like it pays homage to the source material while all still gelling in the same world. Like it reminds me of how they make smash brothers characters all kind of fit together, even though it's like fucking like Kirby and like solid snake who fought in Vietnam. Like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, it's so strange to have, uh, to try and like bake that into the movie but also when they're introducing characters they go out of their way to tell you what their like superhero names are it's like yeah. this is scott but you can call him cyclops and then this is jean gray you can call her jean like, oh, <laughs> <all right. laughs> we're, we're making an effort here i mean they I'm... Go ahead. So I'm I'm glad you guys brought this up because I have a little section in my notes that says it's amazing how much this movie makes fun of the comics. Yeah. And so there's like one scene, yeah, that scene where he's talking about like the nicknames or whatever and like the code names, and it like infantilizes the entire scene of the movie where like it is like oh here's a super serious underground like almost like a doomsday prepper base, right? Like if you think about it, it's like, oh, you can call him Cyclops. And then Wolverine is like, that's fucking dumb. Like why would I ever call a human being that? And then the line that you mentioned, Marty, uh, Wolverine is like talking about the black jumpsuits they're wearing is you actually go outside in these things. And then Cyclops says back, what would you prefer? Yellow spandex. And then like you cut to that scene where they're in like the train station looking for Rogue and Cyclops is walking around with like his Ruby quartz visor and he looks fucking ridiculous. Like he just stands out so weird. Like he, he looks like the person at the airport. You're like, I fuck if I, I hope I don't sit next to that guy. Yeah. That guy's going to talk to whatever year 2000 NFT equivalents are, you know, like he's just trying to send me something from fucking Sky Mall. Like yeah, fuck this baby, guy. Baby babies. Uh, yeah, the uh, the costumes were also like the Michael Keaton Batman costume that gave them no mobility. And there's like deleted uh, outtakes of them uh, in the third act when they're trying to hop on uh, Liberty Island. And they none of the actors can hop over a two-foot wall. <laughs> and, and, like, it's clearly they're all in shape. Like you see Wolverine without a shirt. And, like Hugh Jackman's like fucking ripped. He cannot. None of them can clear a two-foot wall because the costumes are just fucking rubber. <laughs> One thing I will say, Hugh Jackman was in way different shape in that movie than he was in the later movie. The later yeah. movies, he's completely shredded and like just he went all in on it. And at first, I'm like, okay, yeah, he's in better shape than the other guys, no problem. But you could tell, it's... like, later technology, my man got in their gym. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Egg whites and spinach, baby. That's, That's it. what it That's is. It. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny, this movie had such an impact on the comics, too. So, like, everyone, like, the yellow spandex, like, that is, like, part of what drew me to X-Men as a kid. Like, everything just, like, looks so bright and cool. And then by February 1st, 2001, so six months after this movie came out, that's when Ultimate X-Men, the comic book, came out. Mm-hmm. And so those uniforms were basically the movie uniforms, except, like, short-sleeved, and they had, like, little yellow accents. Yeah. So, like... You know, from the original 90s cartoon, how Cyclops had, like, that full blue suit, but then had, like, yellow underwear, <clears throat> and then, yeah. like, a yellow bandolier that went over both shoulders, but only, like, over one hip, whatever the hell he was wearing. Yeah. Uh, they brought in that, but made it a little bit more subtle. 
And then the probably like one of the most important X-Men runs of all time was called New X-Men by Grant Morrison and Frank Quitely. And that came out in July of 2001. And that sort of reimagined the X-Men, not just as superheroes, but almost like a like a global like outreach program. And so they stopped wearing like their super garish costumes and started wearing like ostensibly the costumes from this movie, except they all looked like, you know, when like a player is like on the bench on the NBA and they're wearing like their warmups, but like they're not sure they're going to go into the game. <laughs> looks like that, like all black, but then like giant, like yellow X's on the back or whatever. And so just like, a whole bunch of highlights. So that was the movie had such an impact on the comics, like fashion wise. Right. Also, Wolverine's uh, clothes that he's wearing for like all the shit that he talks on the uniforms. It's like his street clothes are like Get two on. degrees removed from their uniforms. It's like <laughs> that super tight like leather jacket with racing stripes and like boot cut jeans with like three belts. It's like, bro, you're you're just about there. I'm also wondering, like, I'm I'm curious about this because like I wasn't at the age where I watched it and I was like, holy shit, like I want to emulate that guy. But I'm wondering, like, if sales went up on motorcycle jackets. They had to have. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was the must, previous summer, have. everyone bought their fucking uh, uh, Matrix trench coats. Yeah. yeah. And then this summer, it was like, what do I spend my money on? Like, turn them in. Yeah. <laughs> and then Swap 10 years out. later, 10 years later, everyone bought that jacket with a fucking scorpion on it because of drive. Yeah. Yep. Well, also, yep. do you guys remember an X-Men? It's either an origins or the, uh, ja- the, the Japanese. What is this? That second movie called the, the Wolverine. Wolverine, the Wolverine. The Wolverine. Yeah. One of them explains the origin of that jacket. And I'm like, you'd never, I wasn't curious. <laughs> like, I didn't ask. Yeah. Did no, we yeah. have to see Anakin build C-3PO? No, we didn't. Yeah, exactly. Like... <laughs> yeah. Or like, how, ooh, I need to see how Han Solo got those dice. <laughs> Fabio, how did you feel revisiting this movie? Um, I agree with a lot of what everyone else has said so far. Um, the color tone was, was the, the palette was definitely a choice. Um, I honestly think that like a re-edit of that, which obviously would never happen. And I wouldn't want it to, but like if that movie was edited slightly differently, the music, I think if like the sound design was a little bit different as well, like imagine like fucking like Hans Zimmer doing the music for that, like, and just a little recut, like I think it would have changed a lot of the dramatic points in that movie um but overall i i, I think i still enjoyed it I, I still have a hard time watching anna paquin act but like i i did enjoy re-watching i think it i think it still kind of holds up uh for some things definitely some cheesy shit some really fucking bad fight scenes um none of them really feel satisfying to me at least uh but yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's I think it's still a fun movie um, that you should never watch because it was made by a very bad man. Shit. <laughs> you still sure sing the national anthem. I'm watching the shit out this movie. I don't care. Horrible <laughs> 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 people can make great things too. I don't give a shit. I go to Willie Allen nights every Monday. So <laughs> <laughs> I take a knee in the aisle before I get in my theater seat. So it's okay. <laughs> No, uh, one more thing though. I was like, 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 I think I can definitely watch this movie. Like, if it comes on, like, before I rewatched it, had it been on TV, I think I would have flipped right through it. But now that I was like, let me sit down and watch this thing 
for the podcast, for the conversation. And I really enjoyed it this time around. I really, I think I, I, I have no problem stopping if I, if, you know, if you just flip in the channels and it happens to be mm-hmm. on, I would, I would stop the remote there and, and, and take it in for a bit. I, I really, really would. Yeah, Whereas I that's pretty before I watched it again, I wouldn't have thought that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't like this movie growing up because like I didn't get it on DVD until super close to like X2 coming out. And I just thought X2 was so much better than this movie that it like made it obsolete. Like it was the same way I felt about Star Wars where like the first Star Wars I think was like fine, but I was just so enthralled with Empire Strikes Back that it wasn't until years later that I started to like really appreciate A New Hope and think like, no, this is actually like a wonderful movie. And rewatching it now, like I like it so much more now. Like I would give it a C back in the day, but I give it like an A minus now. I think this movie's great. And I think that runtime, Marty, that thing you pointed out. Hell yeah. (laughs) A hundred minutes in and out. Like how long was Sp- like Spider-Man No Way Home? Was that like three 11, hours? 11, 11 hours. 11 hours. <laughs> 11 hours. It, was, it was insane. I, I peed several times during that movie. So I'm excited yeah. for it to come to Disney Plus so I can see everything I missed. Yeah, could have been, been nine hours. <laughs> yeah. I just watched No Time to Die and like that movie was two hours and 45 minutes. And it's like, yeah. okay, this movie is great. I really like it. But like. I'm sure we could have cut some things. What if we just know? remove weird Rami Malek from every scene? He's in? <laughs> <laughs> We're all like, right. Get that bizarre boy out of this movie. <laughs> so bizarre. <laughs> it got a strong overbite too. I'm like, come on, man. <laughs> that's it. No, it was Freddie Mercury, wasn't it? Or does he have one in real life? Oh yeah, I, but that's. I thought Freddie Mercury had one, you know, in real life or whatever. And I'm like, oh, so they're making his teeth look like this for the movie. And then I see him not in the movie. I'm like, oh, that's him. Didn't realize that's method acting. He actually did that. Too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna take it with me for life. Yeah, it's like when Christian Bale loses a bunch of weight to play the machinist. Yeah, he, yeah, he chewed on a bunch sand. of pearls and fell down a flight of stairs just, just for the role. <laughs> <laughs> chewed on pearls. <laughs> so I mean, he is famous, so yeah, he's got money. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, fix that. Fix it in post. He'll be fine. Yeah. Um, I got a bunch of lines for best line from the movie. I, I have like 15, so I'm going to cut it down to three, and then one that I think is like the most ridiculous line in the entire movie. Uh, so for the three, I've got, uh, we're the future Charles, not them. When Magneto says to Charles, yeah. like uh, as they meet at the beginning, basically like a declaration of war. That whole conversation at the beginning is really good. Like, oh, yeah. that's incredible. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, at the train scene, like at the train station, where... <laughs> We're going to come back and talk about that scene because I think that scene's like borderline perfect. But uh, when he shoots the bullet with with his magnetic powers and it's like drilling into the cop's head, right? And he just like, moved. <laughs> Care to press your luck, Charles? I don't think I can stop them all. Which I thought was just like a mic drop moment. Yeah. And then <laughs> the most ridiculous line I think in the movie. It, it's uh, it's when Cyclops is talking to Wolverine. And they're about to like go out looking for Rogue. And he says, it must, just, it must just burn you up that a boy like me saved your life. You ought to be careful. I might not be there next time. Oh, and Logan, stay away from my girl. He's a grown-ass man referring to himself as a boy. Yeah. Like, it, it, like that part's weird. Like, Cyclops in the comics has always had, like, a bit of, like, a, a self-confidence issue, I guess. But, man, it's like you couldn't have said guy. Like, you, you, like, you infantilized yourself by, like, referring to yourself as a boy. And I was just like, who, who burns themselves like that? Also, at the beginning of that quote, he mentioned something like, if she was my girl, 
I wouldn't say stay away from I wouldn't say like stay away from her because that's what Logan assumed. So but then at the end he says stay away from her. So is he <laughs> implying that he was not like it was not happening? I don't understand. It was so No, confusing. we're not dating. I've just been jacking off to her for twelve years. <laughs> like it's totally different. No, this totally was the f- yeah, uh, the that love triangle was the first time I learned about cucks. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> and uh. my uh, my final contender for best line. Do you know what happens to a toad when it's struck by lightning? God. The same thing that happens to everything else. You know who that line was written by? Who's that? Uh, he did uh, he did punch ups on the script. That was also someone who has nothing uh, uh, in his closet. Joss nope. Whedon. No problems. Oh, that was a Joss Whedon line. <laughs> that was a Joss Whedon line, and the uh, uh, when uh, Wolverine comes in and Cyclops isn't sure if he's Mystique or not, and he just says, "You're a dick." And then he yeah. goes, it's, it's him. Prove it. Uh, you're a dick. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah good enough. Yeah. But yeah, I, the I enjoyed that. The rest of the script, written by David Hayter, who's best known as just fucking Solid Snake. So that's the second time I'm bringing up Solid Snake here. He's just the voice of Solid Snake. Oh, he's yeah. wrote a couple movies. So, and yeah, he, wrote, he wrote X2 also, which mm-hmm. was like incredible. <laughs> yeah, love it. What uh, a legacy. Apparently, apparently that line about, you know what happens to a toad when struck by lightning? Apparently, like, there was a draft of the script that had, like, toad making a whole bunch of like bullshit weird jokes and like weird comments he's like you know how a toad gets over there and he just like jumps or whatever like some random bullshit and so it was supposed to be storm like making fun of him but they cut out all the context and just have her doing that which i gen like that line gets a lot of shit i think i genuinely love that line i think with the context it could have worked really well yeah no i think it's i think it's great i like because it's like not a joke it's like not funny and like i don't think of storm as a particularly funny character no. And so it's just her being like matter of fact and like I'm about to fry your ass. Yeah, but she doesn't I, have many lines. This is the first time that I noticed she has an accent in the movie. A Kenyan accent, mark? not great, not good, enough. not what you want to see. <laughs> does, does she get rid of it in X2? Yep. Or they just okay. Yeah. They just not. Try. She gets rid of it, and she's like the highest paid person in those movies, so they give her way more screen time, and she becomes like an actual character. But yeah. She had like a brain injury and then like just started speaking in an American accent. It was real weird. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just woke up she one fell day off with a new her... accent. Yeah. <laughs> she yeah. fell off a roof between Yeah, movies. Toad spit some of she got some of like Toad's mm-hmm. acid spit in her mouth and it started like a brain fungus. <laughs> <laughs> was she the one who got acid spit in the mouth or was that Jean? No, Gray? it was Jean. That was Jean. That was oh Jean. yeah. I thought for a second, I thought even rewatching it that one of those was gonna get pregnant with like toad babies in their stomach and it would burst out. <laughs> Like, uh, like, like an alien, alien. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Stromo. That would be good. Well, she, she got Prometheus to <laughs> Prometheid, I believe. Oh, yeah, plural. Sorry, my bad. Because yeah, I love the scene with um, Cyclops like blasting through the wall to get to Jean after she's been Prometheus, and they just show her in the foreground like dancing across the screen <laughs> with her, her face encased in goo. Just such a strange choice to be like, well, we have to illustrate that, you know, she's in danger, but it looks so comical to just see her flailing like Hermit the Frog. Just like, yeah. the and then when they rip the goo off, it actually chips and breaks like it hardened. Like this motherfucker yeah. spitting magic shell on people or something. I didn't understand that at all. I also like when Cyclops gets it off, he like hits up, he's like, wait, 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 this will be fine. He hits a button and his eye yeah. lasers go to surgical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> fucking with the twist. Yeah, uh, I have I have uh, two other lines you didn't mention that I really like. Can I talk about them? Okay. Yeah, please. I actually have three other lines. 
one uh when when a uh, rogue is in the truck with uh wolverine in the first act of the movie and they're they're learning about each other uh and she looks at his hands and says when they come out does it hurt and then yeah, there's a beat and he time. says every time that's so my like, favorite line cool, dude. yeah okay yeah. I have I that. That's a in, really cool. I have that one in my notes, but I get like I have 15 lines here, and I wasn't sure. I thought that would like run, yeah. run a little a too smile long. Right when he says it, it's just perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I, I like that where it's like this guy can like take any pain, but he feels it all. Yeah, so like yeah. man, this guy's existence fucking sucks. Like, yeah. this is that's exactly, and that's why I like it. And fights, I mean, like, yeah, in UFC. <laughs> but when you hear him say it, it like gives you just a hint of how shitty his life is, or how much he goes through and experiences it. You know what I mean? And every yeah. time those things come out and they're sharp and blades and he uses them up, it's a reminder of, like, like he needed one of all the torture things that he's been through. Yeah. 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 Which the whole series does a great job of showing. Hurt someone else, I think. Yeah. yeah. Hurt, hurt people hurt people. Yeah, exactly. That's oh, what Wolverine's yeah. hands are all about. Yeah. Uh, the other one, I like when uh, after everyone goes over code names, he looks at Professor X and says, what do they call you? Wheels. <laughs> <laughs> disability that's pretty funny for wolverine yeah i guess that one was ad lib too i believe uh oh good for you yeah that. yeah that was his musical theater coming out right there well i heard the original line is what do they call you roller pig but they use that and there's something about mary so they had to cut it. <laughs> actually the original line was he was supposed to call him baldy <laughs> <laughs> oh, Baldy sucks. Also, yeah. it's really mean. It's mean to va- make someone fun of someone who's bald. Yeah, don't do that. Wait, wait. Yeah. Baldy is mean, but no, Wheels I'm isn't. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> the bald community must stand strong. Follically <laughs> challenged for not having this shit. We are upset. No. Uh, and then my last one uh, is weird because it's actually a deleted scene, and it's a scene with uh, uh, Cyclops and Professor X. And Cyclops is begrudging uh, having to go with Wolverine. And he tells Professor X, he's not one of us. There's no way he's going to take orders. And uh, Patrick Stewart says, give him an order worth following and he'll mm-hmm. take it. Yeah, I think oh, that's, that's really a really good. cool line. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's very cool. <laughs> There's, I'm assuming Joss Whedon wrote this line too that I wrote down. It's <laughs> Cyclops going, there's someone here. And, uh, or sorry, there's someone here where, I don't know, keep your eye open. Feels like a Joss one. Whedon That's one. rude yeah. as hell. He's got two eyes, y'all. Like he wears glasses. <laughs> All right. Uh, was this movie made too early, too soon, or just the right time? Oh, too early. Okay, D- defend it. Um, uh, I believe that if. I guess I guess it's like a line of like what influenced what. So like if X Men never released, would Spider Man have come out? Um, so maybe I'm wrong on this, but I do feel like the direction that uh, Brian Singer um, <laughs> took on it, I think it kind of established like the entire look and move of the X Men on like on the big screen. So I don't know. I feel like maybe it influ- maybe it, it was the result. You know how successful it was was the result of you know having spider-man release and the mcu being established and all that just disgusting money money laundering business but like yeah i don't know i i I feel like if it if it would have released later i feel like we would have gotten a different director and it would have been an entirely different vision of like what that series would have been which i would have appreciated a lot more than the next few movies like i could let go of x2 if they could have just fucking replaced brandon singer 
Uh, two, <laughs> two directors that turned down the project who were hot at the time were Robert Rodriguez coming off Desperado. Mm, wow. And oh, uh, Paul W.S. Anderson had to turn it down because he was doing, uh, uh, what's the cool shit movie? Cool horror movie. Event Horizon. Oh, oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Not wow, Paul very dark. Rodriguez would have killed Paul, it. Paul W. Anderson had to turn it down because he was doing Magnolia. He knocked it out the park. You see what yeah. he's doing with uh, this Boba Fett, and when he lends his hand, that's to right. Yeah. It's out of the world, out of this world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And had he done it, he'd have killed it. Mm-hmm. I personally think this movie came out too. It took too long to come out. I don't think it came out too soon. I thought it took too long to come out. Because, I mean, I'm, I'm older than you guys. And so when that X-Men cartoon came out, I was like in high school. And me and everyone who was in school with me were loving that thing. It was a big surge at that time. And that cartoon was hitting. My brother owned a com- was well, was a part owner of a comic book store at the time. And I had kids. I was making so much money drawing X-Men, you know, for people. And they're running back and forth to my brother's comic book store and everything. And we had such a thirst and wanted to see X-Men then. And, like, that's when the Wizard book had come out. And that's all we would talk about. And it's not, like, just, you know, me and and some geeks. It wasn't geeks. This was the football team. This was the basketball team. This was the brothers from the hood. They was all talking about, nah, nah, this person can't play that, can't play Wolverine. It's got to be this guy. It's got to be that guy. And so for them to make it when I'm, you know, in my 20s and years later, I was like, yo, they should have made this a while. They should have made this way earlier. And um, and when it finally came out, like I said, it was dope to finally see, but it was a little disappointing because they tried to base it so much in reality and take away from all the amazing things that makes it cool. You know what I mean? Like I said, Mm -hmm. we're going this is a movie. We're going to the movies to be taken someplace, you know what I mean? And it doesn't all have to be reality. You got things that, that are there. Give us what we want. We're the fans. We're the ones who are who are coming out to see it and who are going to drive business to come see it. I yeah, hope Marvel just keeps doing everything everyone hates. So this just change everything. <laughs> Let's just keep releasing what fans don't want. Let's just see where this goes. Like, Maybe somebody else will pick uh, it up. Apocalypse movie? Like when I saw like one of the, 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 the mock makeups for Apocalypse and it looked exactly like the comics. And the reason why they chose not to do it was just because supposedly it was like fuck the fans kind of thing and went with Oscar Isaac the way it was. I was like, that's the dumbest shit I've ever seen. That's horrible. That's why people lose money. That's why some of these things don't have all the success they should is because you're going to shit on the fans who want it. Like I get it. You're a director and you have your own vision, but at the same time, this isn't one of those pieces. This isn't one of those projects. This is a project with a fan base. And if you're going to hire somebody to make it, hire someone who's a fan of the work, like John Favreau, like Robert Rodriguez. Yeah, you're not making a movie as much as you're adapting other source materials. Exactly. But Oscar Isaac is so hot right now. Oh, he is a real hunk. I don't see how. Let's put, I mean, a bunch of, let's put a bunch of purple goo on him. He's got some bullshit. Did y'all see that one ass movie that they call, uh, what is that? Uh, Dune? A Most Violent Summer? That <laughs> shit should be called Two Pistol Whips and a Suicide. Because that's all the violence that was in the whole damn movie. I was so pissed when I saw that thing. 
I was too. It was oh. an A24 movie. I was expecting a lot more at the time. Yeah. The least violent summer. Yeah. Did you guys ever see funny games? There was no humorous games at all in that film. <laughs> 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 you guys ever see Star Wars? No, they had, they had plenty of wars in the stars. That was a good movie. Yeah, that was that good was all, all the movie's right. entirely about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think uh, uh, I, I think it came out the right time. I would agree with what Aaron said. Is it feels like they could have struck when the iron was hot earlier, right. like in the in the mid nineties. Um, right. That said, I think this uh, late nineties, early two thousands, like a two or three year span, is important when I look back at my own like fandom of this stuff because that's when we got you know the year before we got uh, Phantom Menace and The Matrix, and then we got this and Spider Man, which sort of created the you know, Marvel movie lines. Uh, and then we got Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter. And so I feel like a lot of like my, my even modern day fandom was very much influenced by the stuff that these, uh, in these few years. Yeah. I didn't even think about it. I feel like I listened to a lot of the same bands from high school, but it's like, shit, man, we're like still watching the same movies. At least I watched in high school. Like, it's kind of nuts to like, I never thought about it like that, but that yeah. Still playing Call of Duty the same way. Still, yeah, still watching Road Trip every weekend. And- <laughs> yeah, director's commentary. Yeah, I really, <laughs> I really need to know what what Sean William Scott thought of that scene where a nurse put a finger up his butt. Uh, real edgy. Um, yeah, we we got a. Yeah, I mean, we we got it when we got it, and um, I, I would have loved to see just like a, a balls to the wall version of this, where it's like, what's wrong with our costumes? from like uh uncanny x-men 1995 era like let's just fucking roll with it but there's also just not a lot of um uh trails that had been like pioneered at that time with live action superhero movies so x-men i mean they had to do some heavy lifting in terms of making it um kind of adaptable to a wider audience so they which as a result like has brought kind of these things that were considered nerdy at the time um really opened the door for them to enter the mainstream and now it's like everyone knows about marvel um i feel like they uh that's important work that was that was done in 2000 um and for the sake of uh their their weird leathery costumes um yeah they set the tone for a lot of those uh a lot of those tropes and stuff for the the next 20 years the muted costumes and colors to me feel like a direct response to the backlash against the Joel Schumacher Batman movies. That's what it is. Um, You're right. Yeah. You're right. And which I think have in terms of like going for an aesthetic, I think they've aged really well. Like, I don't think they're good, but like, I God, I fucking appreciate so much how they feel like they have a vision compared to like, I don't know the fucking black widow, which I enjoyed. I enjoyed the movie black widow. But like, that was definitely like directed by like an AI. Like that wasn't a human who directed that movie. Like it was just like, well, this is where people enjoy the camera being, and this is when people enjoy the camera cutting, and it's time for a laugh now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. This, this know, movie what, didn't had like a, vibe. a horrible, horrible Fantastic Four movie come out in between, like the Joel Schumacher, uh, yeah, the, the Roger, the Roger Corman one, yeah. Yeah, so there were like a couple of superhero movies that came out that went for it that were garbage. That one never released. That one was like leaked. Like that one was right, produced yeah. right. and that killed released. it. Okay, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I remember seeing parts of it though, because uh, that would be all up in the Wizards and all the different magazine, the movie magazines and the all of mm-hmm. those things. And we were like, "Oh, this looks bad." 
they also had huge budget cuts on that movie so like there was supposed to be like actual proper backstories for a lot of the characters like including storm and everything but like there were just so many budget cuts they had everything written out from what i read but they just couldn't execute on it so i feel like that probably killed a lot of it too like it wasn't entirely on the original script it could have been good yes Hold, hold it right there sorry uh, I'm really glad you mentioned that because I found an article on Inverse <clears throat> uh, by May uh, Abdulbaki who talked about five things that were cut from the original script Ooh, of the okay. original X-Men movie. Let's Let's now this was a script. This was a script written by Andrew Kevin Walker. Number five, Angel and Beast who wrote were supposed- seven. Wait, Andrew <laughs> Kevin Walker. Wait, didn't he wrote? If he wrote seven. Didn't he also write eight millimeter? Yeah. Yeah. Not an X-Men. Okay. And he's friends with Brian Singer? You don't say. (laughs) (laughs) They have a timeshare? What? Okay. Um, All right. So, number five, Angel and Beast were supposed to be in the movie. They were in the original draft. That was my problem with one of my biggest problems with the movie. No Angel, no Beast. Yeah. Rogue and Storm weren't in early drafts of the movie at all. Uh, was the one who made demands that that Rogue be in the movie. It is it, it is a, uh, a weird that Rogue is the uh, not only the like emotional heart but the narrative heart of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Rogue had a huge fan base after that animated series came out, man. Yeah, but she was all like, "This is like a completely different Rogue than that one." It is. She but doesn't I'm say they know the at name all. And the character, and they're like, "Hey, <laughs> she's got a fan base." Bah, bah, bah. Should have yeah, make her it. really Fuck dumpy. <laughs> Yeah, hey, sugar. Yeah, yeah. She doesn't have any cool Cajun boyfriends. Yeah, no leather jacket. Yeah, has nothing. She has nothing. Number number three, Bolivar Trask ordered three eight foot tall Sentinels to appear at Xavier's mansion for a fight. That was cut from the original oh, script. My God. Bolivar Trask was the guy who Peter Dinklage ended up playing, right? Correct. Yeah, and there was another Trask in X Men Three, but I can't remember the name of the actor who played him. Number two, the danger room was supposed to appear with Iceman using it in like a training sequence. Yeah, it seems insane to me that it feels like in uh, a, a movie now the danger room would have been the last scene of the movie. <laughs> like that would have been like after all the action, the movie yep. would have like mm-hmm. ended with like doors opening up to the danger room, them going to fight, and then it just ending. Right, like, cutting yeah. like uh, uh, Age of Ultron ends with uh, Steve Rogers looking over his like new team, and he says Avengers, and it cuts before he says Assemble. Right. Right. And then yeah. they just blast the cartoon music, like as soon as they're like jumping in, and just stops. Oh my god, that would be I think would have been great. It was smart for you know the the modern Spider-Man movies have used the old Spider-Man theme, and sort of Michael Michael Giacchino has has remixed it. So I feel like they should have done that with this movie with whatever jabroni did the music. Yeah. The biggest thing that was cut, Marty, I need you to wait for me to finish my sentence before you comment. <laughs> I feel like you're especially going to love this. In the original script of the movie, Magneto was responsible for the nuclear meltdown at Chernobyl and paralyzed Charles Xavier, who was trying to stop him. <laughs> what? <laughs> wow. So... I d- <laughs> I do like if this is in the same universe as uh, uh, the modern MCU, then every bad thing that happens is the result of a main character. Because I don't know if you guys have seen Eternals, but uh, Brian Tyree Henry is responsible for Hiroshima and Nagasaki. <laughs> <laughs> not the American government. Definitely not. <laughs> it wasn't them. It must have been one of them bad guys. 
Uh, Wait, wasn't that a South Park joke where like they the U.S. government sent information to Japan that it was actually whales responsible for dropping the bombs on Hiroshima and Nagasaki, and that's why the Japanese have a whaling industry. Yeah, (laughs) that was that was a South Park joke. Okay. Yeah. Uh, All right, but uh, those were the five things that were cut from the original script by. Oh my god. Are we at a questions point yet? Did we get to the Did we get to the questions? We're we're about we're literally just about to get to, okay. to questions. Wow. Uh, the one thing I think it was made at like literally the last possible second it could have been made. Like you yeah. know how you're like watching football and it's just like the he like calls hike like right as the uh, the clock is expiring. Yeah. And if it's someone much- like Aaron Rodgers, he gets he's like oh he could do it like a half a second after. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Because it's just. It's the year 2000, right? World War II ended 65 years earlier. Like, how much longer could we tell the story of Magneto being this this Jewish person who survived the Holocaust, right? Right. And that is such a core character trait of, of Magneto. Not to say that there haven't been other tragedies that you could all of a sudden meld Magneto to fit, right? Like, I'm not saying, like, there wasn't something, like, in... I don't know, like, uh, was it like Bosnia, like in the nineties, right? Like, is that like where Magneto would come from now? With like, he was, the... in, he was in Waco. That's where MCU. <laughs> I mean, like, basically, sort of, right? Though, like, yeah. I mean, there's still like updates on the where it's just like, oh, this guy was like, oh, this guy survived like Milosevic trying to do like you know gene cleansing or whatever. Yeah, in, yeah. In Serbia. So it's just like, would you have to update it then? This was like the last possible second they could have gotten away with someone surviving. Yeah, uh, which is why they needed someone who is sort of older than what you would imagine the character to be. Yeah, otherwise you'd need a line like, oh, Jeremy Irons, why do you look 40 if you were, you know, a kid during World War II? And it's like, oh, my mutant power. Yeah. I mean, which yeah. is a very easy line. Like, fucking in Lord of the it. Rings, Viggo Mortensen's like 90, his character. And they're just like, well, I got good genes. Or I'm like, he's an elf yeah, or some shit. He, he's, he's an Arendil. Yeah. I'm a new, I'm a new menor. Yeah. <laughs> new menor. That's what anything, by the way. <laughs> Viggo right. would have been um, a great choice for Magneto. Uh, Viggo right. was on the short, apparently on the shortlist for Wolverine. Really? Really? Yeah. They wanted, apparently, the I'm number one that. choice was Russell Crowe and he passed. Yeah. Um because Away. that was like right that was like right after that was after LA Confidential and he could do whatever he wanted and he was doing yeah. Gladiator. Um they went through a bunch of actors and then uh, eventually uh Russell Crowe uh is was close Australian friends with Hugh Jackman. I don't know if that's like a different type of friend than like we are. <laughs> <laughs> uh being Australian friends yeah. uh, recommended. Yeah, we're, we're friends from the bush. Yeah. yeah. Also <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, my my favorite uh, Wolverine "What If" my two of them are Bob Hoskins and Gary Sinise. Because what? Sure. Oh God. Uh, and then three uh, rogue ones were Kirsten Dunst, Sarah Michelle Gellar, and Christina Ricci, which apparently, and then Natalie Portman apparently turned it down. Which, oh, wow. Good for her. Um, yeah. And then Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, and Ethan Hawke for Cyclops. Oh wow! Weird. Yeah. Well, the the devil got his due in two thousand three, I guess. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> really quick, what the movie was missing. We've all sort of like alluded to it where like they it was great to get X-Men established, but they could have gone further, like really like take some big swings with it. Uh, I want to point out that when Logan wakes up, he runs through the mansion. There is a cameo by Jubilee and Kitty Pride, like the little girl who like runs yeah. through the door. Uh, we see Colossus cameo uh, drawing at the fountain on the school property and we see Pyro there, too. And then uh, Senator Kelly's assistant is a guy named Henry Gyrick, who is a longtime X-Men and Avengers villain. So, like, those were, like, oh. the little nuggets they dropped for fans. But yeah. 
probably could have gotten away with a few more. Yeah, I think yeah. that was before they realized that like people love fucking digging through frame by frame, like it's the Zapruder film to like <laughs> see what sort of nerdy shit they missed. Uh, like even yeah, as I was watching this, I was pausing it like uh, when they'd show license plates and be like, "Ooh, I wonder if that's a joke." And I'm like, "Oh no, that's probably just a Canadian <laughs> license plate." <laughs> Even the Stan Lee cameo is very like uh, subdued and just very sneaky. I literally missed it the first time because I was looking at the brisk iced tea can. (laughs) (laughs) Can of brisk and like (laughs) sounds so refreshing. (laughs) Yeah, if if they like made this now, like as an MCU movie, like he would have been the hot dog vendor, just like dropping relish all over the place and being right. like have you ever seen anything like that like <laughs> it would have been uh so over the top instead it's just like yeah completely missable yeah mm-hmm. that was the first time i ever noticed it after and apparently it was his first uh mcu cameo or ah, marvel yeah. cameo that makes sense because he was in blade but cut uh, oh okay all right uh that brings us to questions i've got a couple questions for you guys um Mary fuck kill the bar from Indiana Jones Raiders of the Lost Ark, the bar from Star Wars the Moss Eisley Cantina, or the bar from X Men in Laughlin City. I really think it's like obviously we're going to kill Laughlin City. I think that's the worst bar. Like I would feel safer in the Moss Eisley Cantina and the Indiana Jones Raiders of the Lost Ark bar than I do in Laughlin City. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you're getting uh, staph infection there for sure, and their uh, <laughs> their beer isn't very cold. There's a lot of yeah. southern pride in that bar, George. For northern Canada. <laughs> yeah. A lot of southern pride for northern Canada. Yeah, at least like Marianne has your back in Indiana Jones. Like, okay, well, she's it's like, like the Nazis. Bar. The Nazis showed up after hours to that bar. They weren't like the patrons of the bar. These were clearly <laughs> patrons of the Laughlin City Bar. They were just bigots. So it's like, oh, that's your that's your crowd, you yeah. know? Yeah. Weird little glasses guy showed up later in, in yeah. Raiders. Weird little glasses guy. <laughs> I mean, let's yeah. be a little honest though. If there was a cage fight going on in the loaf, we wouldn't leave. It's just upstairs in a tiny little cage. Well, yeah, we're yeah. upstairs. Well, looking down on that tiny little cage where yeah. they're getting getting it going. I'd be what? Just throwing coins and dollar bills from That's the top. Yeah. Well, not dollar bills. No, no. Probably peanuts, just... sir. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Heat, heat up some pennies on a frying pan and throw some hot, hot <laughs> <down there>. pennies. <laughs> uh, next question. <laughs> next question about Wolverine. What kind of psychopath smokes with the windows up in his car? Like I know it's cold with in Canada. Child <laughs> but there's a child in the front seat. That is my grandma. A cigar. Not, yeah, that's you the thing. Put the windows down. She'll catch a cold. Yeah, last last year you could get away with smoking with the windows down. No, it's fine because you're not inhaling it. You're not inhaling the cigar, so it doesn't hurt your lungs. You don't get it. That's right. Technically, you don't inhale it. Yeah, she'll be fine. He's technically in his house, so we can't really tell him what to do. (laughs) (laughs) You get you a truck, you make your own rules, but until then. All right. Uh, Mystique, how do you lose with someone like that on your team? Like, she was the original deep fake. Like, you could make her be anyone and just, like, get caught on camera doing anything. Like, so how did how did Magneto drop the ball with, with a weapon like Mystique? Like, a club like Mystique in his bag? Two things. One, 
why didn't that character wear clothes? It's so weird to me. It's so much. Like, it is so weird. Just like they just give her like a shirt. Yeah, <laughs> aggressively <laughs> horny. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's very weird. Uh, and second off, the reason they lost is because they didn't <laughs> utilize her incredible ability to apparently turn into inanimate objects as well. She turned into the, a Statue of Liberty Little yellow mini eyes. statue at one point. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> like a fucking Scooby-Doo cartoon. Yeah, so can, you, like, bad. can you turn into like a sandwich on the table? Like, Can you hide wherever you want? Like, This is incredible. Like, How big can you turn into? Like, Do you have to ma- maintain your size? So. Yeah, this is like, like Soundwave. Like, he can turn into a 25-foot tall robot, but then he can change into a little boombox that you can bring to the beach. Like, yeah. Make that make sense. He's yeah. Back. yeah. Uh, next, uh, Xavier's School for Gifted Youngsters versus Hogwarts versus Jedi Academy. Jedi Academy is it. Okay. <laughs> Aaron speaks all right, well, that's all Aaron's answer. No, I, I think, well, I, again, a non-problematic series. I think Hogwarts is my answer. Learn <laughs> um, how to make lightsabers at Hogwarts. <laughs> uh, you already come with a wizard, or you come with a wand that you got at Mr. Ollivander's. Which, that's fine. It's not um, you think having magic is better than a lightsaber? Stupefy, yeah, stupefy. Absolutely, there's a killing spell. Like I think I wizards think can kill so. Jedi's. Yes, I just um, I've I, seen a lot of Jedi's die in the Clone Wars, and mm-hmm. I'm giving my faith to the X Men. Yeah, like there's uh, no kids dying at, at the Hogwarts, but I mean. It's literally every year. <laughs> school should have been condemned. It's like such a dangerous place for children to go to. But there is a dark horse here. Uh, the, 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 the grounds where Xavier's mansion was filmed uh, was also the grounds of Billy Madison's house and Billy Madison. Holy shit. Bleak. <laughs> so use the cast of they that's what they should have done just taken the cast of billy madison and made an x-men movie. yeah what day is today october nudie magazine day yeah Nudie magazine, day, is really good. Nudie <laughs> magazine day. uh my final question from the movie are magneto and mystique fucking i got yeah. some sexual sexual tension between the two of them whenever they were on on screen together I mean, so by default, are Sabretooth and Toad also fucking? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kyle. Make yourself right. comfortable in your first appearance, I see. I want to hear you shoes scream. Off, why don't you? <laughs> also, man, Sabretooth, so bad. Just like. So I bad. Awful. Especially compared yeah. to like Liv Shriver. So good. Yeah. So Fabio, Fabio sent me photos of the X Men movie premiere earlier. And I feel so bad for saying this. I think the guy who plays Sabretooth is more attractive in Sabretooth makeup than without it. He was a wrestler. His name was Tyler Maine. He wasn't a famous wrestler. He was a non Tyler wrestler. Maine? Tyler Maine. Yeah, M-A-N-E. More like I Tyler Maine. Oh. <laughs> 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 I'm getting roasted. Um, I've been under the impression that it was Triple H for 20 years. Is that not accurate? <laughs> <laughs> you still thinking of Blade 3. You still got Blade Trinity on the mind. Is Triple H in Blade Trinity? Yes, very much so. Okay. Uh, does anyone else have any uh, questions on their mind after this movie? I yeah, have... what is... Oh, sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. No, go, go ahead. No, go ahead, Fabio. Oh, no, God no, 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 damn no. it. <laughs> you're so you're sweet. You're in a nice off. Yeah, you're in a nice off. Yeah, I was kind of curious about the intentions that they were like. It didn't really make any sense to me why Magneto would go with like a eugenics plan when like he was a victim of 
the Holocaust. Like it just, it didn't like, I, I could understand it as like a, well, he's pissed off at the world, but like, it just doesn't, I did have a problem with that. Like, I felt like that was a really weird plot. <laughs> I that... do like the equivalent. Like if it was him, it's just like, okay, so what if he didn't have superpowers? Would he be trying to make everyone at this meeting Jewish? Like, is that, <laughs> like, would it be like, like, like a mass, like, like baptism basically for, for Judaism? Like, is that the equivalent of him not having powers? I hadn't considered that. That's a great point that you raised there, Fabio. I don't know. I just, I find it strange. I like, I could understand him wanting to bring down the government to want to like destroy the, like, I, I know his, like his stance on that shit, but like, yeah, it just seemed like an odd way to go about it. Given your hatred for like the way it, went down i mean it, it like i don't think the comics even ever tried to like hide it wasn't it always sort of like a malcolm x martin luther king kind of thing yeah, yeah, like, yeah he was always yeah. by any means necessary that kind of yeah. thing so and he literally says that, says that. yeah he literally says that at the end of the movie which um, is very cool too. yeah uh the war is still coming charles and i intend to fight it by any means necessary and then he charles goes back and i'll be there to stop you that's but another question what did you mean by is- that Malcolm X wasn't trying to go to war with white people. He just wanted the death of black people to stop and for them to put their money together and build our own society or, you know, spend our dollars so that we come up as a people the same way white people did. I mean, Magneto is like, if it's either them or us. Yeah. That wasn't Malcolm. So I kind of get it, but at the same time, eh, y'all push it, y'all kind of... Like, <laughs> violence yeah, begets violence, but, I mean, I don't know. Uh, yeah, and I had a question about that line, too, when, 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 um, uh, what's his nuts, uh, fucking Xavier is walking by him at the, the very last fucking line. He's definitely not walking by him. That's true. That's true. Um, also, a little fun fact, yeah. they didn't know how to play chess. Both of those motherfuckers are knighted as sirs, and they didn't know how to play chess. They had to have a professional come in. Um, but yeah, uh, Xavier says something along the lines of like, and I'll be there right with you or something like that, friend. Yeah, we, like I'll, that. Be there to, I'll be there to stop you. Yeah. Oh, he says to stop you? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because that doesn't. Uh, it's the same line that that uh, uh, what's the 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 of uh, the younger actors say at the end of Apocalypse. It's the same thing about how he says what's going to happen when they come for the kids at your school, and Xavier says like I pity the people who come for my kids. Like yeah, I pity anyone who does. Don't yeah. Care. Well, I must have read that totally wrong. <laughs> that makes more sense now. Yeah. Okay. The well, problem was you, re- you didn't watch the movie. You read the novelization. <laughs> it's got extra details who would miss yeah them? yeah yeah it was dan brown's first book yeah. uh was the x-men adaptation <laughs> remember him um, any what other if, any other questions yeah what if magneto's machine worked but it just gave everyone the same superpowers that it gave the senator what turning into goop <laughs> the <laughs> everyone just gets really watery yeah <laughs> Like, can you, like, I can, I can define Logan's powers or Wolverine's powers as like, yeah, super healing. And also he can uh, smell things real good, like a Wolverine for some reason. What, what are the Senator's powers? It's like yeah. goopy. And I saw that he developed gills for a little while. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. 
I I think that scene, I know it's supposed to be played like tragic, is so funny when he calls Storm over and is like, well, I hate all of them except for you. Now I'm going to turn into goop. <laughs> I think that scene is, is so funny. And I feel like they were trying to go for like kind of body horror, like, like Alien or The Thing, and it oh, just yeah. turned into funny goop. It turned into right. Secret World of Alex Mack. Yeah. I've got I've got three things. Uh, what was the grossest part of this movie? Was it when Wolverine's middle claw comes out super slowly from like the middle of his knuckles? Gets his neck. Yeah. Was it was it Rogue like turning everyone into like giving them like spider like varicose veins like on their faces when she that uses her power right, on yeah. them? Or was it Senator Kelly pushing his dumb rubber bird head through <laughs> the prison bars? That scene made me so one. uncomfortable. <laughs> That's so nasty. <laughs> I'm still thinking That's about so what 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 Toad's like uh, uh, like stomach jism t- like smells like and everything. And <laughs> all over her mouth. Oh. Like that's not good. Yeah, that's that's gonna create a smell that like you're gonna need to take like a face bath in tomato sauce or something. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Old Campbell's facial. Yeah. yeah. Every time Scott uh, goes to kiss her for weeks after, it's just like God. What <laughs> also, does Jim Mars James Marsden age? Because on like Westworld and in Sonic the Hedgehog, seems the exact same age. What's going on there? <laughs> yeah, looks great. Real yeah. quick, I was super pissed at the lack of villains that I, you know, like Juggernaut to me was a huge character who I would have loved to have seen. Mm-hmm. I didn't like the sprinkle of Colossus. I mean, there were a number of any other of, of many other villains that you could have used and had in the thing. Not saying Colossus is a villain, but there was a time when, like me, of course, drawing. I like to draw the big, strong guys and everything, the Hulk and these guys. And so, when these movies would come out, these are the guys I would be looking forward to seeing, and would get none of them early on. And then when mm-hmm. they find, and so I, I just knew Juggernaut had to be in this X Men movie. There's no way. And then it comes out, and there's no sign of Juggernaut. There's no Beast. Yeah. And there's only, like I said, like a splash of Colossus. I was like, what is this trash? That's one of the things <laughs> that gets me off more than anything. And then when they finally do give us um, Juggernaut, it's that Vinny Jones bullshit. Uh, the open mask, get- whatever. Like, yeah. what the hell is that? That's Let's terrible. get a super thin British guy to play Juggernaut. It's like, right. oh, you mean Professor X's brother? Like a, all yeah. right, sure. Come on, man. Yeah, I don't know. Seems fine to me. Uh, yeah, the second movie does the same. Like, I think the second movie is like better and good, but it's like really bad. And the like, here's a bunch of cool like Brian fucking Cox is the bad guy, <laughs> 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 which is like great. Like he's really good in the movie, but oh yeah, no angel, no beast. Yeah. I was like, second movie is Nightcrawler though. That's, that rules. Nightcrawler is yeah. fucking awesome in the second Nightcrawler movie. Nightcrawler, one of my favorites. Yeah, yeah. And he killed it on the cartoons. Yeah, hell yeah. All right, a couple more. I'm going to cut some segments because we've already talked about them in other segments. Like, what does movie change? Whatever. Uh, I want to talk about some of the scenes really quick. Okay. Uh, Kid Magneto bending the fence at the concentration camp. I thought that scene was like tragic and, and really well done. I love it. Yeah. Wolverine popping his claws for the first time was just like a oh shit moment. I thought yeah. they framed that really well. Mm-hmm. Showing him heal, like when he gets into the car accident and like the scar on his forehead, 
I was Excellent. totally into that. Yeah, I loved it. Well, uh, Mystique transforming from Kelly's assistant into Mystique was like mind blowing shit. That was really cool. Very cool. Logan stabbing Rogue in the middle of the night was a great twist. Like when he was having his nightmares. Yeah, when he was having his Vietnam terrors. Yeah, <laughs> basically, yeah. A man did do some things, man. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> fought, fought in several world wars and maybe a civil one as well. And then she Magneto. herself is pretty dope. <laughs> yeah. Magneto walking to the prison cell that Kelly's in and assembling the bridge as he walks across it. That scene was awesome. Yes. Yeah. Xavier hijacking Sabretooth's and Toad's mind to talk to Magneto. Yes. Uh, let's see, Mystique fighting Wolverine. And uh, I think the last fight was generally great. Uh, I think Wolverine setting off the metal detector and flipping off Cyclops with like the middle claw. Clearly a Joss Whedon thing now in hindsight. Mm-hmm. But I think unequivocally the best scene, like the most impressive scene, the coolest use of powers in the movie is at the train station when Magneto pancakes the cop cars and then takes all the guns from the cops and then holds them at gunpoint. I think that is like unequivocally the coolest scene of the movie. I'd agree. Do you that guys is the have scene of the movie. Do you guys have any counters to that? Nope. Uh, Point oh, out. yeah, the the cop not moving his head and instead just making a uh, a strange noise while a bullet is drilling into his <laughs> <Yeah>. forehead <laughs> was an absolute delight. Well, cops aren't trained to react under pressure, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's the coolest uh, action beat of the movie. Uh, that being said, I fucking love the very last scene. the the um, Them visiting Magneto and his weird, like, plastic studio apartment yeah. oh, so yeah. cool. Yeah. Uh, but the whole conversation they have the chess thing um i think everything with that is really cool awesome um aaron fabio you you said you agree that it was the cool scene aaron any any other scenes jump out to you no you nailed them all pretty much i i really like that like you said when um wolverine's wounds would heal or when he um when he caught a uh, rogue which, you know, while he was having his night terrors or what have you. Those are great. They, had, they did some really cool stuff, man. Very yeah. cool. Uh, final award, or final category for the night. Uh, this is the Matt Prater Award for Outkicking Your Coverage. It is the person who accomplished the most while doing the least. I think it's got to be Toad. Like, Toad, yeah. Toad was a fucking joke of a character in the comic. He looked like a janitor at Notre Dame in the 1700s. Like, that was how he looked in the 1960s in the comics. Like, he was just... Like, like, who the fuck is this guy? Why is he here? He was the most competent fighter on Magneto's team. He managed to disable, like, the psychic chick, the telekinetic psychic. And he, like, gave uh, Storm, like, a run for her money, too. Like, I was really impressed at how cool they made Toad seem in the movie. And there's the meta joke, because he's played by Ray Park, who played Darth Maul the year prior. That's and right. at one point, he comes out of the elevator, has the stick, and does the Darth Maul yep. twirl, so. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, I, w- I would say that's probably it. Uh, she has more time than him, but the person I walked away with really liking was Famke Jackson as Jean Grey. Yeah. Um, and I think it's just like they gave her the Dark Phoenix arc, but like, I, I don't know. I think she did, she could have been like a way bigger actress, I think, than she ended up actually being. Because I think between Goldeneye and this, like she was in two fucking bangers, but yeah. I, I agree. She should have had a, a bigger career. Yeah, yeah. I saw her in a Nicolas Cage movie from uh, three years ago. I think maybe just called Animal. Um, 
<laughs> where she, she plays a, a nurse stuck on like a freighter ship with a, a loose Jaguar. Uh, it is, it, it made me enjoy this movie a lot more because <laughs> it's like, Oh wow. She was, uh, used to really, uh, fucking rocket in the early 2000s. Maybe she thought she was going to be in the movie pig and was mm. like, well, it's Nicholas Cage. It's an animal. It's gotta be the pig movie, right? That one's going to be good. And then, nope. It was animal. It's artsy, right? <laughs> Everyone's talking about it. Uh, Aaron, who do you think did the most, um, while doing the least uh sorry accomplished the most while doing the least i think i kind of still got a roll with um with toad i really liked him man i thought they did a great job with him and um i immediately was like oh that's dark moon <laughs> i thought that was so cool <laughs> i think Toad. that's a character i didn't expect anything from that's a character who never i never cared about and cartoons or comics or anything like that oh. and he brought something is, to it that's cool yeah this is the coolest he's ever been yeah except maybe x-men evolution i never really got oh, into that evolution, cartoon he was dope yeah okay uh fabio do you have a candidate for the best character uh no the, the person who the ac- accomplished the most while doing the least like person uh, with like the least amount of screen time who who stole the show basically mm-hmm. uh honestly Seeing Jubilee there with her little yellow coat <laughs> made me very fucking happy. Like, I was, like, genuinely excited to see her. Like, she looked like she had more energy and was acting better in silence than Anna Paquin's entire performance. So I would have preferred Jubilee. I don't know. I, I thought I thought that girl uh, would have been really fucking cool to have a little bit more from, okay. from her. You know what? If it, it, You're kind of right. I kind of got it. Not Jubilee. I'm thinking more of uh, Colossus now. When I saw that kid on the screen, I was like, yes. And then I like rewinded it several times. Hey, I can't miss Colossus is one. Didn't get any questions from uh, the audience tonight, uh, but I got a fun fact from uh, buddy Elijah, who's actually going to be appearing on this show. Uh, Fun fact. I was 10 when this came out and the part where the guy turns into water gave me nightmares. It was terrifying. I'm like, yeah, seems to be everyone here is still go. really unsettled by <laughs> Senator <laughs> Kelly. <laughs> yeah, is Senator Kelly doing a little bit of a, a little bit of a goopin. What is not a goopin? I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's, listen, if my senator right now was just yeah. doing goopin and that was the worst thing that was happening, I'd be like, all right, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, that's fine. You yeah. can goop around town. You can goop around. <laughs> Does, right. does anyone know offhand um, what else that actor was in, the one who played the senator? What was he a creepy dad in? He's um, one of those that like guys. Around the same time as Sex Offender. Yeah, he's definitely yeah. one of those that guys to me. Where I'm like, oh, you look incredibly familiar. Cre- creepy suburban dad. Yeah, you you definitely look like you're exclusively in movies. Play golf with too. Kevin Spacey. <laughs> yeah, you, you always like commit blackmail. You commit some kind of fraud. You mm-hmm. definitely think about like your teenage daughter's friend, like that's like his role in movies. It feels like, yeah, your friend Brian Singer casts <laughs> you in a movie. <laughs> There's a lot in life. Yeah, uh, I have some also, fun he's facts. Also on the timeshare <laughs> about this What's movie. Up? I have a few more fun facts about this movie that I looked up Ooh, while I was watching that I'd like to share with you guys. I've narrowed it down to some of my favorites. Um, one of them being. That uh, on the last day of set, apparently Rebecca Romaine Stamos um, had brought a bottle of tequila and 
apparently during the fight scene with Wolverine, um, she just vomited a bunch of blue shit right onto Hugh Jackman. She had just shit faced and it was just all like from the chemicals in her mouth, like around her face. It just was blue vile, like all. all Why did they keep that in the movie? Right. That would have been great. Yeah, so it's it's only cool when Toad does it. When he he cuts off her like fake, her fake mutated Wolverine claws, she should have just threw up a bunch of like cool cool raspberry. Hell yeah. Uh, apparently, yeah. also Wolverine stabbed a, or, or Hugh Jackman stabbed one of the stunt girls too, which is interesting. But that yeah, film she's just dead. kept going. Yeah, she's no, dead. I, don't think she's, I don't think she died. No, no, he at, definitely at got her Mantium. arm though. Cut yeah. it, cut her up. They were using real blades at the beginning, and then they decided to just stop doing that after the incident, the arm cutting incident. It's probably they were using arm. real adamantium. Yeah. Uh, my favorite injury though uh, was Hugh Jackman getting his testicles caught in a harness <laughs> off a six foot jump. Uh, when he was at the Statue of Liberty, so he fucked up his his nuts. Um, <laughs> and then uh, it looked like the cover of X Men twenty five that was uh, Magneto tearing apart like Wolverines, <laughs> ripping the adamantium out of him like through his pores. <laughs> yeah, but it was just his testicles. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, I think that was pretty much it. Um, the only other one that we already kind of touched on was just interesting how. Um, the like the parallel of the mutant registration act to like at the time trying to like remove communists from government uh Mm -hmm. so yeah it was like a lot of parallels between that and then we talked about the you know malcolm x and and um uh martin Luther Luther king um parallels so yeah it was just interesting that brian singer singer um was very he found it very important to do this film because it was about human rights yeah. And I just find that so goddamn ironic. Uh, <laughs> it just doesn't match very well. But yeah. I also feel like how Senator Kelly now would seem like a tame member of Congress. Like he's someone like Trump would have called a rhino. <laughs> <laughs> he'd, have been, he'd have been lumped in with like Liz Cheney and fucking uh, Mitt Romney. Oh, a real quick question for you guys. A. What was your favorite X-Men movie of the series? And B, who would you cast as Wolverine if you had to do it over, or would you be cool with Hugh Jackman? Always do it cool over with Hugh at Jackman. The, do it over at the time in 2000, or do it over now? I mean, anytime. I mean, right now. If we're doing it right now. Oh, if we're doing it now. Like me personally, I love Hugh Jackman. I don't want to see anybody else's Wolverine but him. Um... Yeah, he's set such a um, such a high bar. He's been Wolverine right. for what, like eighteen years or something, sixteen years. And he's yeah. gotten better um, every time. Like Logan was the I, best I've seen. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, I have my sympathy goes out to whoever has to be cast as. Uh, I almost feel Wolverine like they have the next they have to go in the like original Wolverine direction and instead of making him like a charismatic drifting badass like make him like a weird hunched five foot five like yes. like a little gremlin right yeah <laughs> cast like like someone who's like uh like a little danny devito or something yeah, <laughs> yeah. like barry keegan or i don't know they gotta get someone who's weird yes kids charlie yeah. day yeah uh, charlie, yeah, charlie day. Day. Yeah. uh in terms of best Nothing. uh best 
pure X-Men movie, I think my favorite was <laughs> Days of Future Past. That was a good one, yeah. Um, or First Class. I liked them both quite a bit. And then, yeah, it's probably those two. I think X2 was my favorite, but I'm going to have to... Um... I'm gonna have to to pull the air in and, and just watch all of them now. Now I'm kind of curious to see <laughs> what other gems are in those movies. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to do it. Kyle, I I second that. Uh, yeah, X X two is my obvious answer, but um, I haven't revisited the other ones in a while. Well, I watched Dark Phoenix pretty recently. It's I'll spoiler alert. It's not Dark Phoenix. Uh, <laughs> X2 and it could be one of the other ones yeah uh, I choose X2 as well but man it, it sucks that Apocalypse was so bad because they nailed like the Mohawk Storm vibe what? Yeah, which was, yeah. Psylocke, Mohawk Storm the a- Angel was dope on there they killed yeah. a lot of things they got a lot a lot of things right in that movie man Mohawk Storm with like her leather vest is like one of my favorite comic looks of all time. And she had the accent as well. So cool, yeah. Yeah. (sighs) Thank you for that question, Aaron. Um, I think that about wraps us up. Any closing thoughts you guys want to share? Read the comics instead. Uh, Just because I can't. I think you covered everything, bro. Just because I can't get it out of my head when you're asking what was the most like. disgusting part of the movie i keep thinking about rogue just absolutely housing a bag of beef jerky and then telling <laughs> logan that his way of living is disgusting to her <laughs> <laughs> she destroyed that thing yeah. no i, I like it <laughs> that was such a dope scene though like they, they I, I thought they where would he be without that jerky on. With the whole, the young Magneto, and with the scene with him and Rogue in the car accident, you know, where he flies off the windshield and heals himself and he gets into it with Saber. I love that. Yeah, that was dope. Oh, uh, yeah, and then yeah, Storm and Cyclops part. show up out of nowhere like they're fucking... It looks great. Greek yeah. gods. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, I, like I said, I like the movie. Uh, I'm <laughs> bummed the... Uh, I don't feel like we've gotten a good uh, cinematic Cyclops and Wolverine relationship yet. Like, I, th- I think they're sort of uh, uh, polar opposite sides of the same team is a really interesting thing. Like, I feel like the best Cyclops Wolverine we've gotten are Jack and Sawyer on Lost. And that's like, <laughs> that's, that's about yeah. men on an island. That's not that's about good. superheroes. So that's yeah. a that's a great read of that relationship. Yeah. I like that a lot. I think the best Cyclops, not Cyclops. One of the best X Men anything has been Colossus on um, Deadpool. Deadpool. Yeah, Deadpool. Hundred percent. They they getting some things right, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How is that a better X Men movie than the, <laughs> the X Men movies? It's it's a better movie than a lot of X Men movies. I better X Men movie than a lot of them. Yeah, I might think it's better than all of them. Yeah. But, I am excited uh, for it the is, future of it, though. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. It, sorry, it is the high. Uh, Deadpool is the highest grossing X Men movie. I took some notes on that earlier. Yeah. Uh, this movie, uh, original X Men, ranks as number eight on the uh, X Men franchise list. Eight of thirteen. It made one hundred fifty-seven million dollars at Lifetime box office. Number one is Deadpool, which absolutely destroyed so many records for both superheroes and for rated R movies. And uh, number thirteen is New Mutants, which released in theaters. 
in August of 2020. So bad, bad time. Story to, uh, checks to be out. A movie. Yeah. <laughs> New Mutants, not as bad as Apocalypse or X Men Three. I really? I agree with that. I haven't Orpheus. watched it yet. Is it a horror yeah. movie? Uh, no. But it's also. Oh, I think it's even shorter than this movie. <laughs> <laughs> man, was it in and out of my life? And I was like, oh man, the sun's still up and everything. I have the whole day. Like, it great. It's like the worst <laughs> version of that movie, Girl Interrupted. Um, God. Really? Am I, I, mean, am yeah. I, am I wrong? Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, a lot of potential that was unfortunately wasted. There's a lot that I do like about that movie, but overall, it's I, I give it like a fine to a fine minus once she wins her third oscar anya taylor joy is going to pay to have that movie buried and like never showed again like there's a leonardo dicaprio movie that's pretty much about his pussy patrol that he's paid to have buried <laughs> and like can't be watched anymore and it had like toby Maguire and e from entourage in it <laughs> and it came out like after titanic but before like or like after, right after the beach but before catch me if you can so i feel like that's what she's gonna do with uh with new mutants so. they, that uh, is like one of the worst performances i've ever seen was her playing magic yeah in, in i don't know movie. if i want to see that yeah. <laughs> i was gonna, I know, gonna confirm Mad- that that's what they did iliana rasputin yeah. magic that's your favorite character yeah right, yeah she's one of my favorite x-men yeah mm-hmm. i bet she knew yeah, how to play okay. chess yeah probably <laughs> i mean there's a lot of fancy editing you don't really need to have, know how to uh there was that i remember there's an article God, somewhere I don't know if it was like Grantland, like ten years ago, of a chess pro going over their moves and talking about the kind of chess players they were at the end of X Men, like saying that the chess moves that that Xavier and, and Magneto made were representative of the characters themselves. Oh okay. shit! Yeah, I don't know anything about chess though, so that probably doesn't you know, help. That's I a dorky ass that. read that I can't wait to look up after. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I think that about wraps us up. Uh, thank you so much for listening. I want to try to keep this under the 100-minute runtime of, of the X-Men movie. And we're, we're getting pretty close. Yes. Uh, thank you so much for listening to Shortbox, Shortbox Summary. If you have found this podcast, that means you can explain to someone else how to find it. I spent several hours today adding this podcast to a whole bunch of new services. So on top of Spotify, on top of Apple Podcasts, we are also available now on Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Deezer, Amazon, and Reason FM. So if you would prefer to listen on one of those services, please do so. Please tell people uh, that we're available there now. Thank you so much for listening. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, or constructive criticism, please reach out to at PurpleBird616 on Twitter. That is the main Twitter account for this podcast. And also go to shortboxsummary.com for reading list and uh, some summaries of everything we'll be talking about on the podcast. Uh, Marty, do you want anyone to get in touch with you? you want to share your Twitter handle, Fabio, Aaron, Kyle, you guys want to, uh, no, I don't want anyone ever getting in touch with me. Uh, Deezer sounds like someone tried to goof you with a Deezer nuts joke. So that yeah. doesn't sound real. <laughs> no, I double checked. It's, it's a, it's a real thing. <laughs> I went to rss.com to okay. learn about my RSS feed. Cause like the numbers seem really big. I'm like, there's no way that many people listen to this podcast. Uh, you can find my podcast on Dozer, which is the podcast network solely devoted to podcasts about Dozer from the matrix. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shout out to the Nebuchadnezzar crew. Oh yeah. How many episodes Soon to be got? up on uh, uh, truth social, right? <laughs> I'm excited for that to launch. Keep it around. All right, you know what? Marty, Marty blew it for all of you. No one gets to share their Twitter handle anymore. Thank you so much for listening. We will be back <laughs> next week with another episode of Shortbox Summary. 
Uh, I think we're talking about Young Avengers or Daredevil. I, I'm not sure yet, but we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out when we get there. Thank you so much for listening. Have a good night. We'll talk to you soon. Bye, everyone. Thanks.